Hilcha Shavis Perik Yud Aleph. In this uh, Perik, the Ramam discusses Malachas 29 through 36, and that is Shechita, slaughtering. Um, uh, Skinning, which is afshata, va'avada, processing the hides, mechikas ha'or, smoothing out the leather by removing the hair, v'chituche, cutting leather into exact measurements, k'siva, writing, mechika, erasing, and v'asirtut, ruling lines. Ha'alocha alef, ha'sheichet chayev, someone who slaughters an animal is chayev, v'loy sheichet b'avad, not just if you slaughter, elokola neitol neshama lech, and you call meni chayev, behema be'oif, dog b'sher, whoever takes the life of any living thing, animal domesticated into a wild bird, Fish, or keep calling a thing, whether you slaughter it uh, or just kill it with a knife but without slaughtering it, or you beat it, chayev uh, chayev. Nechir really means actually stabbing. So in either case, you chayev, in those cases are all the av of shechting. If you choke a live, a, a, um, a live animal until it dies, that's a derivative of slaughtering because there's no blood involved on the outside. Therefore, if someone takes a blood, a fish out of water, uh, any, any, any kind of uh, glass of water, any safe is a glass probably, but any, uh, any place where the fish is, and you leave it until the fish dies, that's, uh, that's considered strangling. It's not, not, not necessarily until the fish actually, actually dies. As long as a cella, uh, which is uh, 2.6 centimeters uh, diameter, it's a circle, the diameter of a, a, a coin, the diameter of the coin is 2.6 centimeters, so that amount of space dries out between the scales of the fish, uh, excuse me, between its, um, its, in its gills, between, between, or between its fins, uh, that space that dries out between its fins, the fish will no longer be able to live. So for all practical purposes, you've killed it, even though it doesn't die immediately. If a person puts his hand into the womb of an animal, and he uh, removes the fetus from the womb, because that fetus will not be able to live. Insects which uh, uh, are, are, come to be as a result of procreation of male and female. Only have been offer, or they come to exist spontaneously from the dust. Uh, for example, like uh, uh, fleas. Um, if someone kills them, you just like you killed an animal. However, creepy crawling things that are spontaneously generated from uh, from dung or from from fruit, like uh, fruit flies. Shevishu, that, that when the fruit spoils, gets a bit of the like, going to loyam shall busser, like uh, meat, uh, meat worms or worms that appear in meat. With um, loyam or, or, uh, or, 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 uh, or the worms that are found in beans. If someone kills them on Shabbos or Pater, because not considered to be animals since they don't come to exist through the uh, procreation, they, 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 spontaneous, they, they gener- generate spontaneously from the actual. Um, Material in this case the spoiled meat or the spoiled or or the, or the beans. Uh, some rabbinim say that since today we know uh, scientifically it appears to us not we know sorry it appears that all uh, creation creatures come to exist based on uh, procreation. So the halacha would change. You can't kill any insects. Others, uh, including including the rabbi, say that 
uh, most notably the Rebbe, say that uh, we can't change halacha based on what appears to be our scientific view. Halacha Gimel. I'm a father of Caleb Shabbos, someone who checks his clothing for lice on Shabbos, and Melis, like Kenan of Hazarek, and he's allowed to rub the lice and, and uh, discard them, even though it kills them, because again, they don't, they don't exist through procreation. They're, they're generated spontaneously from the actual, uh, the actual sweat. Um, a person is allowed to kill lice on Shabbos because they come to be from the sweat, not from male and female. A animal or a rodent that, that kills uh, when it bites with certainty. For example, the Egyptians' flies, the hornets in Ninveh, or the uh, uh, scorpions in. Um, I'm sorry, the Syrian means the, the hornet in Inveh. The Akashib Chadyov and the scorpions of a place called Chadyov, Nochash Betisral or the Israeli snake, or the snakes in Eretisral, the Kelab Shaykh Machamakam or a rabbit or wild, uh, a mad dog or rabbit dog in any location, Wutla Hargam Bishabas Kishiyoro, you're allowed to kill them on Shabbos when you see them because of Kroch Nefesh. Shark Hamazik and any other dangerous animals. If they're chasing the person, Wutla Hargam, you may kill them. If they're in their place, Needless to say, if they're, if they're running away from the person, then also you may not kill them because they're not a threat. If a person steps on them uh, as a matter of course while he's walking and he kills them, mutter, in that case, it's mutter, what he did is mutter, and there's no problem. Now, the question is, if it already happened, why are we saying it's mutter versus not mutter? It already happened. The point is, is that while you're walking, you don't have to, you have no obligation to try even to make any attempt to avoid these dangerous type of creatures. And therefore, it's completely okay that you killed it. So it's telling you you don't have to try to avoid them. Halacha hey, Now Ram moves on to the next malacha, which is skinning. If a person skins an animal, and how much hide did he or did he skin? Enough to make an amulet. It's not clear if Ramah means enough to write an amulet or enough to make a case for an amulet. If someone next malacha Ram moves on to is processing, he processes a hide large enough. Or he processes a piece of a hide large enough for that party processed to make an amulet chayyeh. Whether you process it by by um, by walking over it to soften it, or you process it by using the uh, the chemicals. Um, excuse me. Whether you process it through the regular process or you salt it, shemalicha and able to because salting is one of the things necessary for processing. Many of the there's no such thing as processing foods. So according to the Rambam, there's no such thing as, uh, you know, salting uh, um, food to preserve it, like salting fish or salting uh, dried meat. Could be a problem with the Rabbanon of preparing for after Shabbos, but, it's, but, 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 but in Atari, it's not a, not a malacha. According to the Rambam, someone who uh, next malacha is erasing or smoothing out. He smooths out the hide and takes off the hair or anything else that we get in the way of it being a smooth writing surface, and again, he does enough that he could use that surface to create an amulet, chayv is chayv. What does it mean to smooth out? Someone who removes the hair, or the wool, or the wool from the, or the, wool from the, from the hide, so that the surface will be smooth and you can write on it now. Uh, if the animal is still alive, then removing the hair would be a malacha of shearing, but because it's dead, in this case, it's a malacha of, of smoothing, of mechika. If someone separates the cloth from the duchsusus, we explained in halachas of tefillah mezuzah sifatayra that this, the, the hide has two layers. One is thick or one is thin. One is the side that's 
touching the flesh. One is the outside layer, which is uh, on the hair side or the wool side. One is one is uh, 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 um, called klaf. One is called the chsuchstus. And if you separate one from the other, it is a tolus mafshu dechayev. Even though they they already been separated from the animal, um, but you go and separate those two further. Uh, that's a tolder of derivative of mafshit of of uh, of skinning. Next few words in the Rambam are presumably a printing mistake. We will skip them. Someone who st- stands or walks over leather um, so that it becomes hard. Uh, or if you soften it with your hands. If you soften it with your hands. If someone softens it with his hands, or he, he stretches it, or he flattens it, he makes it level. Uh, as the leather workers do, that's a total of processing in your chayah. Someone who takes the feathers off of the wing of a bird, that's a total of, uh, of smoothing. Person who uh, smear this out, uh, smooths out by smearing or by rubbing a rutia, um, which is a kind of uh, old fashioned uh, medical uh, ointment. Um, so he, he smooths out the smallest amount of shave, zephyrus, or, or wa- wa- beeswax, or pitch, which, or, or, or zephyrus is actually tar. Or anything else like that, which is which can be smoothed out and shaped by smoothing it, so that the surface becomes more smooth. for smoothing something like that out. Uh, this is the problem with ointments on Shabbos and bar soap, anything else of that nature, or stick deodorant that is smoothed out as you rub the surface. Someone who rubs a hide that is uh, suspended suspended between the pillars as normally the people who work the hides they tie them to two different pillars to uh to uh to the process of 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 of, of, of in, the, in the process of processing them that's one of the things they do to stretch it and to smooth it out if you rub it at, when it's like that you hire for smoothing the next halach is cutting if you cut from the leather in a measured amount enough to make an amulet who provided they do a deliberate amount of its length or width, or length and width, rather. You cut deliberately intentionally. That's the malacha. To cut in a measured, for a specific measure. You just cut it just to be destructive. Or even if it's not to be destructive, it's just you don't care about the, the amount. You're doing it uh, mindlessly or just uh, out of boredom. In that case, you are potter. Someone who trims the wing of a bird. Someone who smooths a beam of cedar wood. For cutting. Because again, he's smoothing it down to a specific amount that he wants. Similarly, any cutting that a person uh, cuts a piece of wood uh, from, the, uh, from, from wood. Or a metal cutter cuts from the metal. That is for cutting. So any any uh, natural substance, 
which a person uh, cuts to a specific measure, he is higher for cutting. So uh, perforated paper towels or toilet paper are biblically forbidden to cut on Shabbos. A natal case from of someone who takes a splinter of wood uh, from, uh, for himself, from before himself, and he uh, shapes it or he trims it to use uh, to pick his teeth. Or to open a door, to pry open a door, because it's again it's a very specific amount. Anything which is edible by which is edible for an animal. For example, tevin straw and grass that are moist, or reeds and the like, or actually are palm branches. Uh, you're allowed to shape them or trim them on Shabbos. Because uh, it's not considered making a keli. You're allowed to uh, crack fragrant spices on Shabbos, or fragrant branches on Shabbos, to smell them. Even though they're hard and dry, and it's easy to shape them to exact shape, you're just cracking it to release a smell, or crushing it to release a smell. Oh no, crushing would be a problem on Shabbos, but um, just to break it, to release the scent, the Ramam says you may do that. And you can uh, uh, strip the bark as much as you want. Whether you're stripping the bark of a small branch or a large branch. Moving on to writing. If someone writes two letters on Shabbos, if someone erases the place, of writing and which is large enough for him to write two letters. Chayiv is chayiv. So moving on to the of writing and erasing. If someone writes writes a large one large letter which is as large as two normal letters. Potter is potter. If someone erases a large letter and, and the space is large enough to then write two two normal sized letters. Chayiv is chayiv. Because the space is large enough for two letters. If a person writes one letter, and in that one letter he finishes writing a book, chayiv, or a scroll, he's chayiv. According uh, to Rambam, he's chayiv for writing. Others would say he's chayiv for makavapatish, which is the finishing touch. If someone writes on a skin, on a, le- on a piece of hide, his, his intention is just to ruin it. In doing so, chayiv, he's still chayiv. Again, according to Rambam, malacha, which is not, is still chayiv. Even though he's being destructive to the hide, he's being constructive to the text. Therefore, it's considered malacha shenet shechel gufa, and according to the Ramam, yuchayev. Because the chiv is not for the location where you're writing, but rather for the text itself. If somebody erases from the from a hide, and he's just trying to be destructive, in that case, either either towards the text or the hide, putter he is putter. If a blop of ink fell onto a scroll and you erased it, or wax fell onto a, a ledger and you erased the wax, if the location is enough to write to letters, you are chayavs. Even though it's an ink blot, not letters, but for erasing them, because uh, because the location is... is, is um, Fit for writing, writing two letters, you are smoothing out the surface and you are preparing it for writing and you are chayev for erasing. If someone writes one letter two times, but it's one word, it has, it has meaning, it's not just scribble. Gag means roof. 
Lor, Sheish, Soch, Choch, all these different words have various meanings. Chayv is Chayv. Whoever writes, whether you're in any script or in any language, even you make two marks, not just two lines, but two symbols, uh, which may include two numbers, for example, or a person writes um, writes uh, a question mark, an exclamation mark, but it has a meaning in, in whatever whatever uh, content he's, he's, he's using, he's chayev. If someone writes a letter next to that which is already been written, so there's 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 one letter on, on, there's one letter written, and someone else comes along and writes a second letter, or or if he writes um, one letter on top of a letter, if he writes one letter on the floor, one letter on the on on a beam, so. Um, so in other, in, 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 the idea being that they're not able to be read next to each other. Excuse me, I skipped. Let's start again. Someone writes a letter next to previously written letters. Or he writes one letter on top of another. He, or he, he overlaps it. Someone write, wants to write a ches. They end up writing two zions because he didn't, he didn't uh, properly make the uh, bridge that connects the two zions together, which makes the for, form of a ches. Or the same principle applies to other letters. If somehow you meant to write one letter and you end up writing two. Someone writes one letter on the floor of the house and one letter on the beam, uh, a be- the beam, which uh, is, is not, you know, it's close to the ceiling, it seems, Rambam means. In which case they're not um, associated with each other. So not read as one word. He wrote two different letters on two different uh, pages of a notebook. And again, they're not uh, associated and read together. If a person wrote two letters on uh, where they meet at the corner of a house, the or or on uh, um, two pages of a of a of a, of a notebook or a writing tablet. In a way that they are associated and read together, then the So in that case, is because it's like two letters that form a single word. Yud base. by a person took a parchment or something like that because of a love He wrote one letter on it in this area. Then he went that same on Shabbos to different different area. He wrote a second letter in a different country. Miguel Acheres. On another scroll, Chayiv, he is Chayiv. Because when you bring them close together, if your intention is to do so, and you bring them together, they can be associated and read together as one word. Nothing has to be done to bring them together. In the case of a notebook, you have to start rearranging things to read them together. In this case, the two pages you wrote on can be easily brought together uh, without uh, any effort, therefore it's considered like you wrote them. To, you wrote them together, so um, the the two letters are easily associated, and therefore you chayav k'siva. Yud gimel. Someone writes one letter. Even though that one letter you can read and infer an entire word. Case of example, against your of mem, you wrote the letter mem. Everyone knows it stands for meiser. or for the word minion, which means number. Excuse me. You wrote the mem as you you wrote one letter, as a number because everyone reads it as, or sorry, he wrote the letter mem for the purpose of representing the number forty. 
Harei is a potter in that, you're still a potter because only one letter. Someone who uh, corrects or affects one letter, but it comes to someone separated the roof of the letter Ches, making it into two signs. Similar situations, as long as you cause two letters to come to be, even though everything else was there before, you actually took away something, but you formed two letters in doing so. That creates the metzius of two letters. So it's the result that counts, and therefore you doubt. Someone who writes with his left hand, the person who's right-handed writes with his left hand. Or writes with the back of his hand, meaning he holds the pencil backwards and turns his hand upside down. Writes that way. Baragli using his feet, with his mouth, or with his elbow. Potter is potter, because it's considered an abnormal fashion, and therefore he's potter. This is where the famous term, comes from, backhandedly, which means in an abnormal fashion. Either left-handed person, Shikasavina, who wrote with his right hand, Shihi Loikis Melchadam, which is like the left hand of every other one, everyone else, Potter, for him he's Potter, Shikasavina, who writes with his left hand, Chayev, because that's his normal hand. Someone who writes with both hands, uh, he, he uses both hands with equal dexterity. Shikasavina, he writes with either hand, Chayev is Chayev. If a child is holding a pen, and an adult is holding his hand, the case of writing, Chayev is Chayev. Um, if an adult's holding the pen, the child moves his hand, he is potter. Tesvav. The person is not chayef for writing unless he writes with a type of ink, uh, which which will leave a permanent uh, uh, mark, a lasting impression. Going for example, Ink, Vishkar, and black tint, Vesikra, uh, vermilion, Vakomos, and, and gum, the Kan, Kantem, and vitriol, these are all uh, permanent lasting colorings. Chayes depends, everything else like that. And also the surface has to be a place that the writing he's doing is going to be preserved and stay there. For example, er, leather, cloth, and uh, other kind of parchment, vineyard, paper, vase, or wood, case of anything, anything like that. However, a case of Dabash Ain is someone writes on a surface where the, where the writing will not last. Going to Mashkin, or sorry, he writes with the material that's not, doesn't leave, that, that won't last. Going, for example, Mashkin juice, may Paris and fruit juice. Or even if he writes with ink, okay, it's about anything else like that that lasts, on vegetable leaves. Any other surface is not going to last. Potter is potter. Unless you write with a substance, like an ink that lasts, on a surface that lasts. Similarly, if you're erasing, you're not chayiv, unless you erase a something that was written on, that lasts on a surface which lasts. Tezayin. Someone writes on his flesh. Chayiv, he's chayiv because his flesh is considered leather. Even though the natural warmth and moisture of his flesh will cause the ink to become erased after time. It's like writing which became erased afterwards. But for the meanwhile, the writing is considered permanent. The fact that this is an external cause, something else happens later that makes it uh, the, the body heat makes it, it makes it, it not last forever that's considered like an external cause and it's like you wrote on a piece of paper and someone else came afterwards and erased it so that doesn't make you putter in fact you're both chayef however I'm a sarat I'm a sarat to ask someone who uh, uh, engraves into his uh, um, uh, writing on his flesh putter is putter that's not considered a normal way of writing on, your, on yourself Someone rips or tears into 
uh, leather, the image of, so he rips out the image of letters or writing on, uh, in, on, in on leather. Chayv v'shum kaisiv is chayv for writing. Harishim al-Arab b'ktavis k'sov, someone who, um, um, trace, uh, uh, excuse me, someone who, someone who makes marks on, on, on hide or on leather, uh, um, on, uh, so he doesn't actually write with an ink or something. He just makes the mark using either uh, some kind of uh, uh, tool that indents, in, it makes an indentation, but he doesn't actually leave an ink mark. Potter is Potter. Someone who uh, traces over letters that were written before with Sikra, which is, uh, doesn't really last. So now you... you, you, you uh, Someone, person number one, let's say Ruvain writes with the Sikra, and then Shimon comes along and traces that exact uh, writing. This way it lasts. Chayiv Shtayim, Shimon is Chayiv for two Malachas. Achah Shimon Kaysev, one is for writing, Achah Shimon for erasing, because he erased the previous writing. Excuse me, I made a mistake. The Sikra does last, so, uh, but he's, he traces over it because he likes the, the ink look better than the Sikra look. The color is better, for example. So since it's significant and it's better, so he's erasing the old writing and writing on top of it just by tracing it. And therefore, he's chayv for writing and erasing, or for erasing and writing uh, simultaneously. But if he uh, traces ink with ink, or he traces sikra uh, with sikra, which is vermilion, or he traces ink with, with the sikra, which is less significant than his potter because there's no significant... Significant change happening in terms of the writing process. Someone who makes designs is told us it's a, it's a told of writing. Kesef, for example, someone who makes forms of designs with blue or with red other colors as the artists do or he does it for the purpose of uh, not being destructive. He's doing it for uh, design. It's a, it's a, that's a told of, excuse me, um, I'm sorry, I skipped. Uh, he's for writing by making those, making those uh, designs. Someone erases the designs. The second, and again, he's not erasing them just to be destructive, he's erasing them for a constructive purpose. Then, it's a, it's a derivative of a of erasing. Now we move on to the next malacha of making ruled lines. The Ramam, this is probably the malacha which gets the least attention uh, in terms of the amount of words, because it's very simple. Someone who makes ruled lines by indenting them into the leather in order to write the, the, uh, with enough space and with the intention of writing two letters under that, that line. Carpenters. Uh, who draw a red line on a beam in order to measure exactly what they want to saw that's a told of making an exact ruled line uh, people who cut stones who make lines in the stone they should be able to measure and cut the stone in an even manner the Chayev also. Whether he makes it with uh, color or without color, he's a Chayev. He's Chayev in both, in both situations. 
So whether it's done with ink or just an indentation or some kind of symbolism, it's chayiv in all regards.